0: Det er så mycket som sies om Midtasten, at jeg bestemte mig for att reise ned hit for att uppleva det selv. Og Israel er et sammensatt, mangfoldig og bemerkelsesverdig land. En smeltedigel mellan Øst och väst. Här er det kristne, jøder
1: og arabere som lever sammen i et demokrati som har er over 60 år gammelt. Detta skal bli veldig spännande. Salems moderne historie är er en dramatisk fortælling om hvordan jødiske emigranter har kommet fra vesten, Afrika och Asia for att etablere sig i Israel. De har bidratt till en exploderande økonomisk vekst for hele regionen. Det hårde arbejdende har flest Nobelprisvinder i verden. Vi skal snakke med en forretningsmand kjent forfatter og antisemitisme expert som er brennende opptatt av politiske spørsmål og ikke er redd for å i si sin mening.
0: The time after the second world war with the founding of the state of Israel must have been such a special time for so many Jews and on a personal note I'm wearing a star of David that was personally made for me by a very good friend who lives in Rio de Janeiro. And when he came to Rio de Janeiro in 1948, he made exactly the same one for himself, and he has worn it ever since. But how was it for you to move to
2: Israel? I moved to Israel in 1968 after the uh, Six-Day War. And Israel at that time was a very provincial country. Give you an idea there was uh, there was no high rise in Jerusalem there isn't much today, but there was none at the time uh, in Tel Aviv, there was one high rise building, and uh, the road between Jerusalem and uh, Tel Aviv was a winding, uh, difficult road uh, which took a long time to to get there, even if the traffic wasn't as big as it is uh, today.
0: What changed after the Six Days War, when the Israelis took over the Jordanian territory? Well,
2: Israel took over the territories which uh, Jordan had occupied. And uh, didn't, in the beginning, change so much. What changed was the economic mood. People, uh, there had been economic crisis before the Six Day War, And now in Israel, uh, everybody was optimistic and uh, the economy started to develop. Uh, It was a lengthy process, uh, which uh, I would say to a certain extent ended when in 1977, the Labour Party was for the first time in decades uh, defeated.
0: The West clearly uh, had very high hopes for the Arab Spring, and uh, I come from Norway, and in our country we saw even a month after the Tahrir Square first erupted in Egypt, uh, our foreign minister at the time, Jonas Garstøre, wrote uh, an article saying that we should learn from Uh, what had happened and that this was a pure and clean you know Arab world wishing for democracy and that whoever criticized the Muslim Brotherhood uh, should not uh, do so because this would not lead to the Al-Qaeda or the Islamists gaining ground in the Middle East. How can we be so wrong? There are two
2: reasons for that. Generally, Norway is always very wrong on the Middle East. And secondly, Mr. Steure is in particularly wrong. Uh, that is one of the reasons the Norwegian media are extremely mediocre. And I must say that from some, not all of Norwegian inter uh, media, which have interviewed me, in my opinion, were the worst in Europe. Uh, Some of them, not all of them. Uh, And... uh, It is not only lack of knowledge. It is also a feeling that uh, Norwegians know something because they have money. Uh, they, They are ignorant and they also don't want to know.
0: To what degree would you say it's problematic uh, that the West has followed the course of an idealistic view on uh, the Middle East in trying to implement democracy and human rights uh, and not follow the more realistic approach?
2: The West, of course, was very optimistic due to the crumbling of uh, the wall of Berlin, the crumbling of the Soviet Union. And they thought, totally mistakenly, that the same would be happening with the uh, the Arab world. Uh, They know very little about the Arab world. Uh, The correspondents who write from the Arab world are few and very often very biased very pro-Arab, and they inserted a totally false feeling in the West. And, of course, uh, since the Arab Spring, we have seen hundreds of thousands of people dead in Arab Spring countries. Uh, You can say uh, what happened in Syria wasn't really Arab Spring, but it was certainly 200,000 dead, or something like that. Uh, Libya, 40,000 dead. Uh, Egypt, uh, we don't know exactly, but probably 10,000 or more more dead. Uh, The West doesn't understand these countries, and the West doesn't want to understand these countries, because the West wants one thing, from the Arab world, oil and left in peace.
1: en djup resignation. Verklighetsuppfattningen är er så skillling fra varen. Det ser ut till att det nya antireligiøse och extremt liberala Vesten bidrar till att skapa mer konflikt där vi blandar oss in i andra lands inre angelägenheter. Det är er en stark motvilje mot oss. I många kulturer de föler att vi är er oretfærdiga, cyniska och egentligen kun utnyttja och utnyttja deras naturresurser. Vi måste få mer respekt för andra, hvis vi ska lyckas i att bidra till fred i världen.
0: When we look back at the Oslo uh, agreement in 1993, there were very high hopes in Norway uh, at that time, that Norway would be able to provide something, a constructive road to peace in the Middle East. Why did this, these efforts fail?
2: I think that Norway is not to blame for that. Uh, It has also taken me a long time to understand that the Oslo agreements uh, were a wrong concept. Uh, And there are many Israelis who today consider Oslo one of the negative moments in history. Uh, Norway uh, could never provide much of a help in this, uh, because... uh, it has very little to offer besides money. Uh, Norway has no intellectual understanding of the Middle East. It was a convenient place to hold these negotiations, and if these negotiations had been successful, Norway would have had an honorable place in uh, the history of the Middle East. Uh, It's not that Norway Norway has certainly a dishonourable place in the history of the Middle East, certainly in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. But uh, it's not because of the uh, failure of the agreements. It's because of what the Labour governments of uh, Jens Stoltenberg, of their behaviour, of their support indirectly, but uh, in fact uh, in advance before other countries in Europe of their support of mass murderers. No country in Europe has gone as far as supporting uh, Hamas in Europe as Norway under uh, Stoltenberg as Prime Minister and Store as uh, Foreign Minister.
0: Would you say that the culture of victimisation and Europeans' wish to help out uh, maybe in the aftermath of the colonization of Africa and other countries that there is an element of this pertaining to the way we handle the Palestinian issue?
2: We have to separate between socialism and uh, the center-right. Socialism, because of its solidarity with the... uh, it's the poor and the uh, weak, uh, has an inclination to show solidarity with criminals. Of course, criminals should be weak in our society. And if they are not weak, they, you don't have a democracy. So, uh, you see that in Norway, where, in Norway in particular, but also in Sweden, in, to some extent less extreme in the Netherlands, perhaps also in Denmark, perhaps also Finland, perhaps also in Switzerland. So uh, Norway gets to these extremes because of its ignorance and its money.
0: So in that sense, you would say that uh, Norway finding the oil, being a small country, uh, and having then made the decisions to use the spread of money uh, to gain influence in foreign countries hasn't been all that successful.
2: Well, I don't know much about it. I know that it in Sri Lanka was a total failure. And in, uh, in Israel, Norway, slowly but surely, is not seen as a positive country. Norway is seen as, to the extent it is seen at all, Uh, Norway is seen as an ally of uh, murderers.
0: Would you say that foreign countries, as they intervene into uh, the issues of uh, the Middle East, uh, actually are ending up supporting forces that create war instead of peace? Uh, That is to a large extent true.
2: The Palestinians could never have had all these wars, if they hadn't been supported by Western countries.
0: There seems to be a two-sidedness also in the way that European politicians speak, because on the one hand they donate uh, large amounts of uh, money through aid to groups in the Middle East that we know through statistics and knowledge are uh, terror groups, but at the same time, on the other hand, we claim that we wish for a democracy and peace in the Middle East.
2: Uh, nobody expects from the Europeans to be very logical. The, uh, I have written an article that you have on the one hand, the European Union, and on the other hand, ugly Europe, uh, the EU and UE. Uh, More than 40% of the people in the EU think that we are murdering the Palestinians. You have been here now for a few days. You probably have seen that in hospitals Palestinians and Arabs are treated in the same way as Israelis, that you have Arab doctors there. That is not exactly people who exterminate uh, Palestinians. If you look at what your television reports, if it reported proportionally, it should have given very little attention to the Gaza war.
0: Which advice would you give to Norway as a state uh, so that Norway would be able to be a participant in the road to peace instead of fueling more hatred in the Middle East?
2: I don't know whether Norway can be a participant in the road to peace because I don't know whether there is a road to peace. I think Norway should withdraw from the Middle East because of its negative role.
1: Norway, the little land in the of Europe. Vi har stolte bønder og fiskere. Men ikke den internationella bredden som vi ser i land som England och Frankrike. Oljen gjorde oss rike, och rikdomen har vi brukt till att skapa ett stönads och rättighetssamfunn. Men vi har ikke lyckats med att bidra till fred i konfliktområder. Det är er trist. För Norge kun ha betytt mycket, hvis de riktiga strategierna hade blivit lagt. Men nå er vi här i Jerusalem.
0: Dette var hovedgaten på romertiden eh, i Jerusalem. Vi ser de høye romerske søylene eh, fra Kristus egen tid. One of the complicated issues of today's Europe uh, is also that after the immigration of so many non-Westerners, Regular ethnic uh, Europeans are labeled racists very quickly if one comes with any sort of criticism. And the problem then is that you start to get uh, in the local population an annoyment and an irritation over this that one feels it's unjust. That foreigners come and just get benefits and economical benefits and no need to work in this, and at the same time you have the regular population feeling that they have paid tax for so many years. And so, how do you see the? the how do you view uh, Europe in the future? I think
2: that Europe in the future will become more chaotic. Uh, together with the import of people, huge import. I don't say that you could have let in an immigration, a selective immigration of Muslims into Europe and not in these numbers. You hadn't a clue how to integrate them. Uh, the, you will get more tensions. You import also the tensions between various groups in the Middle East. We have seen fights. Uh, of Kurds and Turks in the Netherlands, not recently. We have seen fights between Yazidis and, uh, and Turks in certain parts of Germany. You'll have more of that. You have created for yourself a major problem. It's not the only problem you have created because not all your problems are related to the coming of the Muslims. You have created a problem because you have been a parasite on the defense of the Americans. Uh, You have cut down your own defense and expected the Americans to do the dirty work for you. Part of the Europeans have created this idiotic structure of the euro, which uh, creates major problems for your economy and could have created huge problems for the world economy. And another problem, uh, of course, is that you have let into many countries uh, at the same level into the European Union. So there is a whole range of uh, European problems which in the coming ten years Europe will have to confront.
0: Do you see Europe and the West as a whole uh, as a culture in decline? And would you say that there is a shift towards the East which would put Israel more in the center of things?
2: This is too difficult a question. I would say on the first part, uh, yes, Europe is degrading. Europe is in decline. I, I don't say that Europe is a degraded culture. But Europe is certainly a culture in decline, and the attitude toward Jews and toward uh, Israel, and also toward Muslims in a certain way, is a sign of that degradation. Europe is in decline. I have not the slightest hesitation to to say that.
0: When you look at Israel, You have such a strong defense force army, the IDF is is remarkable, Uh, but would you say that the media is an equally important battlefield that the Israelis to some extent are negligent towards? I wouldn't say that the
2: media is an equivalent battlefield to the army, the media is a very important battlefield, and the Israelis, and I have written on it and my new book, will deal partly with that. The Israelis have not understood anything on how media can damage you.
0: Please elaborate on
2: that. Look, media, the reality is that simply by showing, uh, giving far more attention to the Gaza war than it merits, in the total number of killings, uh, by the way you present it, by the way you hide that Hamas uh, wants Arab children to be killed. Uh, The media distorts the reality. But Israel has for decades not understood that.
0: We who come from Europe tend to see that the media is filled with pictures of uh, the hurt, and the dependent in Gaza, Uh, and in the reoccurring wars, this tends to be such a trend. We never see pictures of Hamas warriors. We never see pictures of Hamas soldiers. Anybody in action, all we ever see are the pictures of children who are hurt, which of course is uh, an extremely sad thing. But one wonders about this, since uh, there seems to be such a media war going on in order to slander uh, Israel. Well, if the Israeli government doesn't
2: want to see this, doesn't want to investigate this, uh, doesn't want uh, to spend money on this, uh, that's the result.
0: How do you see the future when it comes to these issues, when one sees how negative the international media is towards Israel? And it's a paradox because once you come to this country, you see the diversity and the different peoples living together, the different skin colors, much more than what you actually see in Europe itself.
2: I think that sooner or later the Israeli government will have to realize that. The later they realize that, the more problems we will have with the Europeans. It's very simple, and my book uh, explains this. My upcoming book, which will be ready in a few months, uh, explains this very clearly. I can't change the attitude, the stupid attitude of the Israeli government on this issue.
0: Would you say that uh, the emergence of ISIS and the resemblance it has to, with the methods of Hamas, for example, will bring these problems of jihadism and extremism closer to the Europeans' own home ground and thus make you more aware of the situation that Israelis have been in for such a long time? Uh,
2: that will only happen if the Israeli government stresses that enough it has no structure to stress this enough Uh, israel needs already for decades a propaganda structure which should prepare all these things now the israeli government is astonished that the europeans don't want to see this truth but they don't want to see so many other elements of the truth why should they see this obviously hamas ISIS, Boko Haram, uh, Al-Qaeda, Al-Shabaab, Hezbollah. They are all murderous movements, ideological murderous movements. The Europeans, like they were they so hopeful on the Arab Spring, they do not want to see the negativity of an ideological mass murderous movement. And Israel, which has an interest that they see this, should have promoted this for decades but they didn't and now it pays the price.
0: When looking at the Arab world uh, you see so much suffering among Muslims Uh, and uh, what would you say about that? I mean the population of Gaza are not exactly flourishing either.
2: Uh... Of course they are not flourishing but we should realize that they voted for Hamas They voted in free elections for Hamas. uh, The Arab population should have known very well what an Arab terror movement means.
0: They voted for them. What advice would you give to the young people who grow up in postmodern world like ours, uh, for them to lead successful lives?
2: Okay. I have uh, what I tell my grandchildren. I tell my grandchildren, you have to learn languages. Uh, you have to know English, because that's going to be the major language. You have to understand that you will live in a world contrary to the world I was supposed to live in. That every day you have to learn something. Even if you are after school, you have to understand uh there is no lazy time anymore that you learn something at school and that is what you can take with you for life you learn something at school and that is the infrastructure of what you are going to learn further for for life and uh, the best place to invest in is your head
1: jag vill att framtiden skall vara lysare och att de unge kan hantera världen med ett större visyn och mer tolerans än vi har gjort. Mittösten är er som en kulturell perle med naturresurser, skönhet och mangfold. nettop detta vackra som det är er så viktig att videreutvikle och bevara för att framtiden skall bringe fred i denna region.